every industry in Nigeria has its pros and cons. Same as the music industry in Nigeria. What exactly is happening in the Nigerian music industry? Well, let's get right in and find out. Hello, my name is Lilian Ogazi and this is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we are looking at the Nigerian music industry and how toxic it has become over time. The Nigerian music industry is one of the most vibrant, exciting and rapidly growing music scenes in the world. With a rich history spanning over a century, Nigeria's music industry has evolved in many ways to become a symbol of Nigerian culture and a major contributor to the country's economy. The industry has produced big acts like Whiskey, Burner Boy, and even DeVito, amongst many others. With such a big industry comes numerous competition and unnecessary rivalry. How toxic is the Nigerian music industry? Is it easy for young artists to get in? Let's hear from some young artists. My name is Mubarak Abdikarim, popularly known as Mr. 440. I'm an artist from the northern part of Nigeria. Man, the music in the northern part of Nigeria, it was very tough. In the northern part of Nigeria, like the way they do, normally do it in the cultural way. You get? Yeah, it was very hard for me, like the Afro sound in the northern part of Nigeria. Okay. Like I'm the first artist that is jumping on the Afro beats with the uh, Hausa language. Hmm. So I find it very difficult and hard. Like, and then you know, northern states they they feel like any small thing it's regional. You get. I understand. So for me to break the boundary is very tough. So how is it like? Despite the fact that it's tough, how is it like to meet up with the standard or in Afrobeats? Just what you said. Yeah, that's what we're trying to push on now. Like recently, of recent that I just got out of prison, I'm trying to change everything. Like. I've relocated to Lagos, like taking the sound internationally. Like I want to work with a big, big artists over here that have been doing it uh, on the Afro level. So moving to Lagos, um, you said you are a musical artist in the northern part of Nigeria. I'm moving to Lagos just to see, probably meet up with people or, or, or getting a greener pasture there. So how do you feel uh, working in Lagos and um, like working with artists who have already made it in the industry? How do you feel like working with them? Do you find it easy at all? No, it's not easy. But then when you make it easy, the record label I got. I got a record label now. So what record? What is your record label? Yeah, Saucy Entertainment. Okay. So signing with them now, how do you see yourself probably as an upcoming artist? How do you see yourself in two to three years time? In two three years and everybody like the world is going to accept the house sound, like the house sound on Afrobeat, just like Philo is representing Olamide representing with the Yoruba. So nobody's representing from the house side. In three to two years, by by God's grace, everybody's going to accept that sound globally. Uh my name is Olsen George. Okay. Yeah, I'm a musician and a filmmaker. <laughs> the the music industry is a very tough place to be in. Uh uh I mean like it's, it's very toxic, it's very tough. It can be beautiful if you have the right team and good minded people around you or kind minded people around you. But other than that, 
from experience, I've seen that uh, the whole structure of the industry was not built to favor the artist in any way. Hmm. Yeah. So despite these challenges, how do you feel still uh, probably in the musical industry? How do you uh, how do you think you can survive this? So, uh, the, the best way you can survive the industry if you're not signed to a label is by getting a job or a skill. So that 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 gives you money to fund what you can until until the music starts funding itself. Yeah. So if I may ask, you belong to any musical label? Yeah, my own label, Mitch Selva Music. Okay. Yeah. You're oh, in Lagos. In, in Lagos, Lagos. Okay. In a few years' time. Ah, uh, I mean, I hope to be one of the biggest exports out of Africa. But then, I've been doing this for quite some time. So, I mean, I just, I just believe in the work I put out and let it speak for itself. I don't want to have my expectations too high. Okay. Music, music is something that can never be predicted. Yeah, there, there are times where you feel like, oh, this guy will be the next big thing, and next thing you're hearing someone you've never heard coming bigger than that person and the other person that you had expectations of probably nowhere to be found next year and stuff like that so I've seen that happen a lot uh, my name is Dada so what was it like in the music industry like the struggle is there anything you have to do differently to meet up to the music industry okay so can you give me details on how like what you do in order to meet up like what you do differently to be unique actually being myself being unique already, I I, must, I don't really put in so much. I just do my best and my music is for me. Okay, so when did you start singing? Ten years ago. Uh, um, do you have any advice for the upcoming artists? Um, I would just say they should keep doing their thing and I feel like all of us in the world should try to understand that diversity is important and we should respect it, you know, our faith and the thing artists, I know it comes with a lot of trouble, so no matter what someone says to you or no matter how difficult it is to get, you should just keep doing yourself and doing you and the world Those are some up-and-coming artists telling us how the industry has treated them so far. After the death of the Nigerian artist Ilerio Lua Aloba, popularly called Mobad, stories around toxicity and bullying in the Nigerian music industry have surfaced. What exactly is happening in the Nigerian music industry? Well, let's hear from one of the industry's big shots who has been vocal about the darkness hovering around the industry. So my name is Samuel Ukachiwa, aka Samcraft. Okay. I'm a music producer entrepreneur and all. The industry is, is, I would say, more than toxic. It's like a, it's like a cult on its own. Okay. Uh, where, where you can be easily blacklisted if you don't have the direct relationship with some certain people. Mm. And it's been going on for a long, for a long time. So I'll use the word, you're right, you use the word toxic. Oh, you say it has been happening for long, like for like how many years now? Or is it from inception of musical industry in Nigeria? Um, since I've been in industry, I've experienced the same thing. I've, I was in the industry. I'm one of the pioneers of Avrobeat. I produced Whiskey's first track. I was a superstar. I was a major um, a producer that did 
most of the, the commercial songs and the songs that took the album outside of Nigeria. Um, I've experienced a lot of this scenario. I've been in a club where they're playing my song on Whiskey Birthday and we went to tell the know not to play my song. They felt threatened. Mm. And um, I've experienced a lot in the industry. Mobile is not the only one that I've been through. A lot of artists are going through the same thing. That in a situation by, take for instance, okay, you leave a record, leave a right. The record will have connection with all these radio stations and all these people. Why you don't have that relationship? So the moment you leave, you know, call all your friends and tell them that, see, you know, it's no longer with us. So they inherit the, the personal um, beef or whatever it is. And no matter how you try struggle to drop songs, then you realize that you're pushing a song, but they're not playing as they used to. So when that happens to you, you start losing, uh, you start having low self-esteem, you start having, having this belief in yourself. And, you know, it has been happening to a lot of artists. A lot of artists are going through mental breakdown because they're working very hard trying to put their work out there, but they're not getting support from the media and all that. So how could one get out of this uh, Tosi city in Nigeria, in the musical industry? Experiencing such kind of thing like this, your music not being played in an event where dignitaries are. So how do you think one could get out of these things? Mm, I think um, so far, so a lot of artists have been able to break their jinx. Um, boy broke the jinx. Um, the cartel in themselves, they don't have power because the music has gone out of Nigerian industry. But there are some people that still want to give show to their own people. But the, um, Rema, Rema have broken their jinx. Um, who else? Omale, sorry. Omale has broken their jinx. Mm-hmm. Because right now, you can, can do your thing and push your stuff and look outside of Nigerian markets because the the, mus- the the industry is bigger than Nigeria now. So, what are the chances of uh, for upcoming artists, especially with record labels neck breaking contracts? Um, before you sign, make sure you do your contracts. Mm. Think by your contracts, you understand? Because everything is all about investment. Someone is investing in you, and if they don't make their money back, you want to leave. They're still going to hold on to some of your intellectual property until you pay it off. An agreement is an agreement. So, there is that though. Just make sure you just don't rush to anything you're doing. Take your time, you know, and get a good lawyer to review your contract before you get into a Check the terms and conditions, right? Exactly. So, you have signed 30 years of duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually right. <laughs> so you own a record label. Yeah. How do you treat your artists? Yes, sir. Um, I own a record label, but um, for a while I just I've been building my record label now because I've been out of Nigeria for a while. Okay. And I've been putting things in place, you know. So um, my own company has been rendering service to other people that are not in my label. But very soon, I think I'm going to start signing up artists. You know, basically, I'm maybe managing some of these some artists upcoming artists yeah so what is your advice you understand like your word to up and coming artists uh, whatever whatever you're doing just make sure you put god first in everything um don't put it under unnecessary pressure and duress because as you rush grow up i see this rush come down you don't plan yourself well you know you don't need to join any bed before you can make it in life as long as you have god you can if you stay true to yourself and believe in yourself you will make it so just keep your head up you know that's what i can say so you just said something not long that um without joining Egbe, is it really um i, I don't really know maybe is it really right for upcoming or an artist to join um, possibly uh, all these uh, courts or any other thing to, for them to get the greener pasture they actually demand for, seek for? <laughs> See, I think they just believe that they enjoy a journey of 
can get. I don't believe in that. I believe that if you have, if your work is good and you have God with you, you know, your work will speak for you. I've never joined any occult before and I don't belong to. I have my own spiritual movement. I'm of lights. I, I believe in God as my pastor and savior. So everybody have their belief and I won't stop anybody from believing what they believe in. But just know that music, if you're going to do music, do music. You understand? You don't need to sacrifice something to join music. That was Sam Oluguachuba, also known as Sam Clef, as he told us his story on how he was blacklisted and bullied in the industry. Has the industry always been like this? After the break, we would find out. Do stay. <music> and impactful stories of the day treated inside out with in-depth analysis to give you insight into the issues that matter the issue of injustice needs to be addressed we are going into hell why are you sending your child why are you, are you up or are you that hungry no we are not practicing any democracy in nigeria they don't deal with us well well trust us on nigeria daily a daily podcast from daily tracks to bring to you the news behind the news so listen in log into our website at daily or on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Follow up on Instagram and Twitter at Daily Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. Entertaining. It's educating. It's the bearing. A podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You're welcome back. This is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we are talking about the Nigerian music industry and its toxicity. Before we went on break, we spoke with some young artists who told us how tough it has been for them to break into the industry. We further heard from Samuel Uguachuba, also known as Sam Clef, and he told us how he suffered bullying and blacklisting in the industry. Has the industry always been this way? Let's listen to Zaki Aze, a music veteran, as he speaks with my colleague, Bisola Fatoye. My name is Zaki Aze. I am a CEO of Light On Entertainment, which is a recording label, and the CEO of Zaki Aze Development Company, which is a company that I do contracts with, and also the CEO of True Nigerians, which is a TV program that I run, and True Nigerians Award, which is an event that we do twice every year. I'm also the vice president of PMAN, which is the Performing Musician Employers Association of Nigeria. Well, it was it was very tough. It's, it's really, really tough at that time. One of our greatest challenges at that time was to get acceptance 
by Nigerians because airwaves, the radio stations, TV stations, and Nigerians at that time prefer Western uh, songs. You understand? We had uh, people like uh, Michael Jackson, a lot of American influence, Western musicians that were talking charts at that time. Nobody would listen to Nigerian musicians like that. The only Nigerian that was being patronized more at that time was the local music, Imam Manshata or Imam One or Sonia Day, which are native traditional, you know. So it was a tough one, especially for someone like me who pioneered hip hop music in Nigeria at the time when Nigeria, the little musicians that were performing and then actively then were all reggae and dancehall musicians like uh, Blackie, Daniel Wilson, Majek Fasher. You know, those were the people that were really trending. They were like the big, big star. That was the first major challenge that I had. Okay, so when it comes to um, competition and any form of toxic behavior, did you ever experience people people bullying does people who were also in the music industry bullying each other any form of toxicity did you experience any of that no at our time it wasn't this uh, we were not even that much to start with now there are more than thousand different artists that are that are also making waves you know like and then now the traditional music is no longer that strong like it used to be but even at that time we had we hear cases of rivalry some artists beefing each other it, i think it's a normal thing that happens anywhere in the world once there are groups of musicians there's always rivalry in like in any profession some people just think they are the best they are actually the best so rivalry i think is an attitudinal or, or personal you know people it has to do with personality, okay. not what you can avoid in any industry or market. All right, thank you. So you mentioned that you have a record label. Mm. Okay, so tell us about it. What is, first of all, I mean, what is the function of the record label? And what is your relationship like with your signees? I try to avoid a lot of things. My own recording label is more or less like a, a give back kind of thing, you understand? So what I do, you get an artist, put you through, help you produce the song, help you write the song, record the songs for so you, make sure that the songs are nice, and then use my network to push you. Once you get some form of connect in the industry and some form of fame, and then you can defend for yourself, you can move around, you know some people, you also have some networking via my, my connection. Uh, I'm done. I'll move to another album. It's more or less like it's not like uh, sign you on for profit, like the normal recording level. You have a contract, you have to do this album, do that album, I have to make my money back. It's not like that for me. Okay, so that, that sounds like the good parts. But then, are there? tell us about the kind of contracts that you sign with these people. What are, the, what are usually terms in the contract? What do they get to give back to you? Not really. For me, that I'm talking about my own company now, my own contract. Once I, once I put you in that platform, I expect you to, to push it. I expect you to work hard, no matter how long, no matter even if it's 10 years after when you have made it. So based on people you have worked with, people, what you have heard in your industry and experience in general, what would you say other record labels do? What would you say is the force about owners of record labels and upcoming artists having clashes and issues where do you think people get it wrong or what do you think is the cause of all of this it's a two-way thing it's a two-edged sword 
what most of the us, you know, that is what we do at Bima. Those are some of our responsibilities. Those are some things. That's why we have been campaigning for uh, at joining the union. If you join the union, like I can remember what happened. I said this in like five or six years ago. I said this, and nobody listened to me. Some people were even criticizing me. You know, talk is cheap these days. People just use their cheap phones, or anybody can just say anything. And I will ignore it. Now it is happening. Now you can just imagine if Bobad was card carrying member of Iman. One, that would have been a bad thing. Two, no, there was no way we would allow anybody or any recording level or any organization bully and The unfortunate thing is that our level of intervention in regards to Mobad limited because it's not a member of Iman. So what claims do you have? We can only talk. We can only go and console the family as we make our contribution here and there both financial, financially and in other words. But there's limits to what we can do. Which is why we have been campaigning for to join Pima. I said it's a two-edged thing because one, you as the artist, which is what we have been educating them at Pima, need to look, you see, most of this time, most of the time, the artist is more interested in our blue. I want to be famous. I want to be a star so I can buy a car. So I can also travel and I want to be a that's not the issue. It is easier to be a superstar. It is more difficult to maintain the stardom. That is why you need to start on the right path. You need to make sure you know the contract. Look at the contract. Get an, a, a lawyer as an actor that would even look at your contract, advise you and tell you what to do. But if you if you are not, if you so maybe you are not a member of Iman, at least get a, a lawyer from outside to look at the contract that you are signing and then ask questions. You understand? Because most of the time, the record uh, the record level owner, it takes a lot of money to sponsor an artist and make him famous. So the record level owner also has spent so much money and they want to get their money back. But sometimes, and most times, they are also greedy and selfish. Especially in a case whereby the record level owner is also an artist and then suddenly this artist that you bring up is trying to outshine you. He's getting more famous and you people like him. That was Zaki Aze, a veteran in the music industry there, telling us how the industry used to be and what has changed. Just like the Nigerian Union of Journalists, every industry has its regulatory body. For the music industry, we have the Performing Musicians Association of Nigeria, P-Man. What are they doing about the industry and its constant rivalry between record labels and artists and the increased level of toxicity? Well, let's get back to Bisola Fatui as she puts these questions and more to Zaki Aze, who is also the vice president of P-Man. We are doing a lot, especially uh, Payola. Payola is like you have to all this, you need a lot of money to sort the radio stations and the TV stations before they pay your, play, play your songs. So with our TV and radio station, you don't need to do all that. Plus, we have the biometric card now that covers uh, for your insurance. It protects your intellectual properties, which we have lawyers who protect intellectual properties. We have even some subtle loans. Hmm. Okay. All this one that an artist is sick, he doesn't even for help. So when it comes man. to like facing being intimidated from colleagues in the music industry, is there anything Piman does to help with that? That is, if you are a member of Piman, you cannot even be intimidated because the person who is intimidating you will be dealt with. Okay, so this only happens for members of Piman. Yeah, this only happens for members of Piman. Okay. Why we have been campaigning? You must join Piman. Okay. What right do I have to protect you? 
if you are not a staff of my uh, organization. Mm. I don't have any jurisdiction. So you first have to be a member of PMAN before we can intervene. That was Zaki Aze, the vice president of PMAN and a veteran musician. For the Nigerian music industry, creativity should be the order of the day. But can that be said about the industry? Is just creativity enough? Hmm. God bless Nigeria. This is where we draw the curtain on this episode of The Bearing. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our producer, Daniel Olowale, for making this program successful. The Bearing is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com, bossprouts.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Now remember that The Bearing is open for sponsorship and advert placement. So if you intend to sponsor an episode of The Bearing, do contact us via WhatsApp 0913-893-3390 or via our social media handles on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.